Name a career in which you may not have to worry about performance and still get paid, uh, besides the weatherman. Well, of course you expect your broker to perform well, but what if they put your money in the market and the market doesn't perform? 50% chance of rain or sunny skies. Is it time you learned how to keep your principal and protect your gains with a higher income strategy? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on the show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, CA Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, CA Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Eric Hallaby. The total financial hour on AM870 The Answer. Hey, let me give you the number now because sometimes I forget and you're going to want to give us a call. 888 99Retire. That's 888 997 3847. 888-997-3847. That's 888-99-RETIRE. Okay, if you have a, a more private question, certainly give us a call during the week. I'd love to help you out. Maybe we can uh, talk on the phone. Maybe you can swing by the office. Whatever it is that we can help, be my pleasure. Okay, I wanted to touch on a couple of things today because we're starting to see with the great uh, dysfunction, capital D, of the federal government and the inability for Congress to want to do anything else except focus on impeachment and trying to undermine the president. Have you ever seen something like this before? I don't know. Just think for a minute. I, I, I was thinking the other day, what if they all got together? What if it was a, just a normal Tip O'Neill, Ronald Reagan type of, a, of an experience? And people said, hey, listen, we don't like this about you or we, we disagree with this about you. But what if they worked together to get the budget under control, to get debt back in track? to fix the immigration system by putting a wall. And yes, I'm going to say it, have a guest worker program. Say, listen, no problem. You can come into the United States, work and go back home, but you're going to pay a tax on that money. To create a way, believe it or not, to tax the dollars that are sent overseas. Because it isn't just Mexico. Of course, it's Central America, India, the Philippines, China, Canada, European countries, of course, Brazil where dollars are made by people that are working here in the United States, and then they ship it overseas, whether it be through Bank of America or, or Western Union or any of these transfer companies. When you see them, and especially when it's in, in Spanish writing and it says you know money or transfer, that's what they're doing. It's just like a Western Union. Those companies take a fee. You know that? They charge a fee. We need to, as a country, charge them a tax. I've been saying this for two years. You want to fix the wall? You put a 5% tax. That's it, 5%. That's certainly a lot less than you and I pay in income tax, a lot less than you and I would pay in sales tax if they were to keep the money in the United States and buy stuff here. So what do you do with that tax money? Well, it is specifically designed to do what? I would say, imagine this, border security and build a wall. And it's not just for the Mexican population. They go to my dad's home country of Lebanon. They send money to 
uh, Turkey to uh, African countries. You guys, it's sent all over the world. And you say, listen, since it's direct, you can direct a line, then what does that do to you and I as wage earners and Social Security and managing our debt? Here's what I think. If it's done properly, it frees up money to go back and fund Social Security. It frees up money to go back and fix the road system and the infrastructure so that when you're retired and you're the one with the money, by definition, right, you're retired, you can afford not to work. But they don't tax the heck out of you because you realize you're the one holding the goodies. At the end, everybody says, oh, go get them. I was with somebody just yesterday and she said, uh, you know, our wages, uh, you know, I, I make a lot of uh, money, but I am not the rich. I said, okay, well, let's take a look. Her wages, 180000 a year. Her boyfriend, soon, soon to be husband, fiance, soon to be husband, 200000 a year. Far left people, 380. Guys, that's a lot of money. I don't care where you live. 380,000 a year. And when you ask them, she says, oh, yeah, well, I'm just middle class. Well, that's great. I, I mean, maybe she is. I'm not saying she isn't. But what I'm saying is everybody thinks they're middle class. If you make 30,000 a year or you make 30,000 a month, everybody thinks they're middle class. So... When it comes time to a vote and the liberals will go or the, the leftist progressives will say, we need to tax the rich. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's tax those people. And you realize they're coming after you. <laughs> You're the one. So when you vote for all of these crazy bond measures, the double E, split roll tax, you can go back at least five years, probably longer. And on my radio shows, I have been talking about one thing. And that is the only way California is going to continue to entrap and, and uh, tax and fix its crazy spending issues is going to be to tax real estate. Why? Because it's the only thing you can't take with you. Right? You can take your jobs, ask Toyota and Nestle and uh, Allstate Insurance and Frito-Lay and Pepsi and Hyundai and on and on. They all took their companies, big companies, great jobs, and they left. Uh, ask people who... I retired with a million and a half, $2 million, great retirement accounts. Awesome. I'm, I'm getting income from these accounts. And their residence is not California. It's Lake Tahoe or Reno or Henderson or Dallas. And they've left California to a place with very little or no state income tax. So my point is, as there's fewer of you guys in the middle of the pot that are going to stay in California... And there's greater pressure on the, the demands for government. The only way to fix this mess is to tax you more. And they come up with these weird and creative things. We're going to tax bags. We're going to tax straws. We're going to ban bags and ban straws. But we're going to fine them by you know thousands of dollars if they give you a straw. That poor food server who's trying to just keep her customers happy. And we're going to fine her. The business owner. The guy who barely can pay bills. And you just raised minimum wage on them. Right? Just do the math. It's fewer people. So my point is I need you to focus on your retirement. What, is, what do we do? What does Total Financial Solutions do? Simple. Our job is to help you manage the income strain of retirement without fees, without risk. 
there. If that's not impossible, that can, cannot be. Well, do not work for free. Never said I do. You put money in a traditional Wall Street mutual fund, they're going to take fees right off the top. In most cases, if you put in, let's say, 100000 they're going to take out four, five, or even $6,000 to pay themselves. So now you only have $100,000 in your account that dropped to 95, and now the 95 has to work hard to get you back to 100 before you even make a penny. But walking in the door, who made money guaranteed? For sure, done, guaranteed. Your broker, of course, because their job is to keep your money. I'm not saying they're bad people or even that they're doing something dishonest. It's not true. I don't know them. But what I am saying is if their job is to get paid to make you money, they should get paid when they make you money. But if their job is to keep your money, then that's when they get paid, which is exactly the case. They cannot charge you a fee only if they make money because they're gambling just like you are. Well, if I pick good dividend stocks and mix and match and I have this formula and I have these charting programs and the secret website and newsletter I subscribe to, I'm all for that. Do it. Have fun. It's your money. Did you want some or part of your money protected? Guaranteed from the market declines? Getting reasonable gains somewhere between, let's say on average, 3, 4, 5, 6%? Knowing you're going to make somewhere between 0 and 12? 0 and 10? Maybe 15? That's the maximum you're going to make, but you'll never go below zero. And when the market drops, whatever interest was credited to you last year is yours. Whatever interest was credited the last time you had your anniversary is yours. But if the market goes down, you're not going to lose. Well, on the converse, well, if the market goes up and I make 20 or 30%, what's the most I can make with you, Arif? 10 or 12, that's it. You have to be okay with that because a big part of this is for you to understand that you're going to have to give up such thing as a perfect, perfect investment, right? Sometimes you, you've got to give up. Would you prefer to give up on the protection or prefer to give up on the guarantee of losing or, or giving or gaining some of your money? I always say, give yourself a chance to make reasonable gains. Never go backwards. Never lose. And at least, come on, at least try to get reasonable rates of return. That's important for your family because I don't want you to be somebody to sit around and say, okay, how do I give money for my parents to have a retirement? How do I protect their future so they don't have to live in my home? Right? You guys have seen that. So many of you are so self-righteous. My kids aren't going to move back with me, gosh darn it. Um, Really, guys? You may want to think 15 years down the road of you may have to move in with the kids if you're not careful. And I've seen people over my dead body. Well, yeah, that's because your legs still work and you, your gout is, is in check and your, your knees are good. But there's a way for you to keep and guarantee and protect your income. And it comes from being smart. So let me give you some details here that I think sometimes people are missing. Look, a lot of you during the last recession and even the one before that went back to school. You were 42 years old. You finally went back and earned your bachelor's or your MBA. You were 50 and you went back and got your PhD or your bachelor's, whatever. Well, that was now 10, 
8, 10, 12 years ago. You're now 62, 65, 70 even. What do you do? The number of people that are 60 years and older with student loan debt quadrupled. That means quadrupled meant four times. In 2015, it's 2.8 million, 2.8 million people that are 60 years or older have student loan debt. And over 100,000 of them, depending on the numbers you look at, 115, 110, 120,000 are having their social security wages garnished because the federal government can take up to 15% of your social security to help pay back their student loans. Now, that's a big deal. Right? That's a big deal because people are in default going into retirement of a student loan debt. Now, you might say, no big deal, except, thank you, Mr. President Obama. What did he do? He said, hey, there is no more private loans. There's only federal government student loans. Right? You saw those silly Democrat Congress people, the Congress woman from, uh, oh gosh, you know who I'm talking about, who said, uh, you know, uh, what is your bank doing at all the banks, you know, up there as if she was going to take a stand for the people? Can you tell me what your banks are doing to keep these student loans in check? And what kind of default measures do you have in place to protect them? And CEO after CEO after CEO sat at the counter pushed their little microphone button, leaned forward and said, uh, ma'am, we haven't done student loans in 2000, since 2009. Next, uh, ma'am, uh, student loans, uh, we have not done student loans since they were outlawed by the uh, federal government since 2010. And on and on. And when that took place, how silly did she look? Because it doesn't take brains to be elected to Congress. Just look around. I don't mean they're bad people. But when you had the gentleman congressman from uh, one of our southern states, Democrat, who was talking to an admiral about adding military ships and military bases and more personnel in Guam, and he sat there, you guys, if you can remember this, we played in our house and we put it on TV just to get a laugh. There's a couple. Sheila Jackson Lee is as ignorant as a $3 bill, and so is this gentleman. And he said... Uh, Admiral, can you please tell me, uh, we are concerned about adding too many people on the island and military, uh, so that it may tip over. Can you tell me what that line is? Now I saw an interview with somebody who, who interviewed that Admiral shortly afterwards. And he said, uh, the Admiral said, as he was being asked that question, are you kidding me? An island would tip over because we're adding military personnel and extra people on an island. And the admiral said that, that he had to bite his tongue or bite his cheek. Sorry, he was biting the side of his cheek as to just not break out laughing in the congressional hearing. And so we played it back. I said, I got to see this. I got to see if I can see where, where he's trying to bite his cheek to keep himself from just laughing. And sure enough, you could see it. Because he was a disciplined man out of respect for the office. I share that with you so you understand that these are the people that are making the rules. One, they are ignorant to student loans. For the last eight years, nine years, it, it has been illegal for all intents and purposes. 
for a private entity, a bank, or to have a student loan debt. The government now takes it all. And people said, yay, the government. And then you go, oh, by the way, did you know our collection agency is called the IRS? And if you don't pay, we can take your passport. We can cancel your uh, driver's license. We can put a lien and take away your nursing license, your haircutting barbership bar, uh, barber license. We can take away your electrical engineer license. Anything that requires you to be licensed. If you go into debt and default with the state of California, the federal government, they have the ability to cancel your right to earn a living. It is called debtor's prison. Remember that? In Europe. Go back to your history classes. Debtor's prison. You couldn't pay a debt. You owed me money. I would say, seize him. And they would haul you away and they'd put you in prison. And the only way you could get out is if your friends and family raised the money to pay me whatever else. Maybe it was the most I could get. It would be half or whatever it was. And I would say, now the debt is satisfied and the jailer would let you out. It's called debtor's prison. Now, if you didn't have friends and family that cared about you, they're like, nah, keep them in there. Uncle Louis has always been a bit weird. Or they just didn't have any money. You stayed in debtor's prison. So understand that they can call it all sorts of things. But you become a ward of the state because now you have to go on government assistance. Now you have to live in HUD or uh, housing uh, subsidies. So be very careful if you're signing on to student loan debt for yourself, your niece, your child, granddaughter, nephew. Do not do it. There's a lot of ways. You are a lot further away from going to college than they are. And you are a lot closer to retiring and turning on Social Security than your child or grandchild is. So let them figure it out. The offsets is what it's called. Right? When they take money from you, it's called an offset. Oh, offset. That's lovely. It's kind of like a market correction. Oh, the market's corrected. You think, oh, well, I guess correction's pretty good. No, no, no. That means you just lost money. Your broker didn't. They're doing great, by the way. But there was a correction in the market. Social Security Administration, those guys have an amazing pension. I don't know if you know that. The employees there that, that have the authority of the federal government to send FBI, Treasury Department agents, come knocking at your door, taking away your right. They have an amazing pension. Great benefit. Did you know they get health insurance paid for in retirement? And they have the ability to seize your money. Do not deal. Listen, what's the difference between the mafia and dealing with student loans with the federal government? I, I, I don't know. That's It's not rhetorical. You're going to have to answer that. Because at least the mafia will give you time to pay it off and maybe break your leg. I mean, I don't know. They'll do something. So don't do a deal with the devil. We are seeing it. A lot of people. The offset. It's affected the poorest people in Social Security. So just think about this for a minute. If you're really wealthy, whatever number, middle class, let me call it middle class, you're going to pay off your student loan debt or at least make the monthly payment. But if you can't, if you have a $950 a month Social Security check, you have a little bit of money saved in your retirement account, you're living in a rent control apartment, and you didn't pay your student loan debt, surprise, they will take your Social Security check down to 
down to about $750 a month. That's so kind of them to give you $750 a month. Crazy. Because it doesn't affect the middle class or the wealthy. It affects those guys, right? The folks just struggling. Now, be here illegally with a family of four or eight, and what do you get? You get free college. I didn't get my kids. I had to pay for my kids' college, by the way. But they get free college, government assistance, food stamps. They don't call them food stamps. They call it, what, WIC and SEP and SEPA and whatever they call it these days. There's always some sort of different term, softer, gentler. We used to have soup kitchens, remember? Back in the, you see the old days? A man with a very expensive coat and a hat standing in a soup kitchen line. Today we do as well, but it's called your grocery store. Albertsons, Trader Joe's, Ralph's, Kroger's. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because instead of the government having to set up these soup kitchens, they give you these little cards so you can go to where the food is already there and you can buy alcohol. You can buy cigarettes. And every other week, it seems like they're busting somebody for doing some sort of a drug, you know, a transaction. I'll give you, give me $30 in cash for a $50 coupon towards, uh, you know, buying whatever you want at the grocery store. And then they take the $30 in cash and they, or they can go to an ATM machine. Did you know that? And pull out cash and then poof, nobody knows. Was it used for diapers or for drugs? My goal is to help you understand, guys. You have to protect your principal. You have to protect your money. Because I think California is going to have a tough time. And I think the federal government, as much as the president is trying to work with the Democrats and the Democrats are trying to impeach the president for something, it's always something, right? If we see, if we yell louder, then it must be more important. If we scream, it must mean a lot. Like it must be really, really big deal. If we hold even another press conference, it's got to be serious. Why? Because we did it. We just held another. Listen, did you not see us? We were angry. Oh, okay. Must be right. So I don't think anybody's watching out for you. Unless you think the banking system is watching out for you or your Wall Street brokers. I don't think they are. I think you have to watch out and protect yourself. So now you're ready to retire. You're thinking about it. Maybe you're five years within. What is the process that you go through? Number one, you've heard me talk all the time about purpose. I need you to spend a little bit more time on that. Whether you are retired or you're going to be retiring soon, you give us a call. Maybe I can help you. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. With us, you put money in a safe place. It's guaranteed. It's protected to not go down if the market goes down. But listen, there's a couple of catches. Number one. As long as you're going to, you're able to take out 10% or a year, a year or less, then you'll never pay a fee with us. Try to pull it all out and it's not a serious medical issue, then you might pay a fee. Just during the time you select, right? Six years, eight years, 10 years, it doesn't matter. Pull more than 10% out, you could pay a fee. If you're going to live on less than 10%, no big deal. And look, if you're going to pull more than 10% out, you're probably going to run out of money anyway, so it might not be the right place for you. Second catch, I mentioned, it's going to be a cap. Zero to 10, zero to 12%. Don't expect more than that. Right? You could earn nine or 12s or eights or twos, but realistically, it's going to be between three and six. If you take a 10-year time frame or 
nine years, seven years, whatever, you add it all up, divide by, I think three to 6% is a reasonable number to expect. And listen, there's some great companies out there. I don't know why Wall Street, some, some folks do, and they're pretty good at what they do. Listen, if I was younger and I was willing to take risk, financially speaking, I'd find the best stockbroker, uh, you know, stock man, woman ever. Take my life savings and make me money. Why? Because my food, shelter, clothing, that comes from my job. So I'm able to eat. I'm able to drink. I'm able to, to pay my bills. I'm able to live because of my income. But the closer you get to retirement, the more money that starts shifting into a job of giving you a monthly income, and we want to protect it as opposed to go backwards, then the closer we are to gambling. And I want you to be careful. We come back. I'm going to share a story with you. It just happened uh, just a few days ago. I think you're going to find it fascinating when we come back. I'm Arif Halaby on the Total Financial Hour. You're listening to AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, sponsored by TFS Financial and Insurance Services. I'm Arif Halaby. We'll be right back. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial Hey, thanks for staying with us. I'm Arab Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. Your place for news, talk, and information. For those of you just joining us, let me give you the number, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Okay. I, I told you I would uh, share a story with you. Let me talk, tell you about somebody who's retiring uh, at the end of June, actually. And he's been a client for probably three years. He's coming in. He uh, has a small account with us, and life is good. And they come in, and they check in. And listen, I, we don't have to have all of your money. It's funny. A, a broker or a, a client came in and said, I went to this broker at one of those two-name companies. Uh, and he said, if I don't have everything, I don't want any of your accounts. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I said, why would he do that? He said, well, because I was only going to give him the smaller account. I said, but you just met him. Wouldn't you want to just start with something? Yeah, but that's not what he wanted to do. Did you work with him? No, I walked away. So sometimes these guys are are hampered because there's so many people that have to be paid from from your account. There's brokers. There's folks in Washington, D.C. There's Chicago and New York and L.A. And all of these folks that have to be paid, supervisors and managers and so sometimes that's the only way they can make a living is by putting your money at risk. In fact, this is what I've seen. In order for Wall Street money to be made, for a broker to make a living, to pay his or her bills, your money, in most cases, has to be at risk of losing. That means you have to risk losing your money for them to make money. So that is not what we do. That's why I changed 23 years ago. I started in the financial business. I said, okay, I'm going to make some changes. About four years into it, I said, huh, this is interesting. We always win and the clients don't. That's weird. So by focusing in on income and by trying to figure out what does it take to create a lifestyle for you, it's just a math problem. That's what we do. It's rather simple. And we sat with the client this last week. He's retiring from... uh, the federal government from uh, air traffic controller. 
right? Because you have to retire at a young age, 56. So you're forced out, just like a pilot now, I think, is age 65, right? So in his case, we did the math based on his pension, his savings, his bills. And then we even kind of fudge it up a little bit. We even kind of give us a little bit of safety, a little bit of extra, a little bit of cushion. And I said, okay, we need $490,000. And he said, well, my retirement account is called a thrift savings plan. And that is from the federal government. And if you work for TSA, if you work for, uh, in some cases, NASA or JPL, some of their entities use the thrift savings plan. If you work for air traffic controller or military bases and as a civilian, you have a thrift savings plan option. Same as a 401k. Okay. So the thrift savings plan or TSP, he had $670,000. So $670,000 we needed was four hundred and ninety. And we sat down and I said, so you can do whatever you want with the difference. Because he was thinking, oh, should I trade stock? Should I, I trade options? I like to do that. It's going to be one of my hobbies in retirement. Really smart guy. And of course, you can see his wife is going, is biting, you know, her, her nails and going, oh, right? Ladies, you're so good. Uh, those of you that are good are so good at making sure you don't uh, embarrass us in public. Because that's, that's a big deal to man, to most men, just so you know, respect and public embarrassment. We don't, we don't do well with that stuff. But I could read on her face that she's saying, oh, Eric, help me. And I said, look, I am comfortable. We could last the rest of your life, the rest of her life at 490, which means you can play with the rest. You want to put it all in the stock market? Go for it. You want to trade options? Awesome. You want to buy an RV? That's between you and your CPA because it's going to be taxed. I don't care what you do with it. Based on the numbers I have, the 490 will do everything you need to do. What a sense of relief, isn't it? Finally, somebody, not your spouse, tells you you're going to be okay. I, I thought that was, you know, listen, when, when I am venturing outside of my expertise, right, with an automobile, I don't know how to fix a car. Maybe do this, probably do that. But when I take it to an expert and with the confidence, I look at the expert and I say, so what do you think? And he goes, oh, well, all we have to do is fix this. That's it. Yep. Right. You feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Well, that's what we do. I can sit down. I can say, listen, uh, it, we can do it. And sometimes I say, I'm sorry. To do what you want to do, we can't do. So here are some choices. I don't just say no, right? I'm not your parent. We say no, but with a choice, meaning, okay, here's what you want to do. You need to work at least three years longer. You need to uh, not take Social Security for another two years. Or you need to, uh, we had this recently. I said, once your retirement account reaches, I think it was 500000 Once it reaches 500000 then the rest of your rental properties, the income from that, all the other stuff that you have set up, no problem. We can achieve what you want to do. But until that happens, I'm not comfortable saying I can help you make or do what you need to do. So kind of important, isn't it? That's what our job is. So you heard me mention earlier, are you psychologically ready 
to retire. What does that mean? Well, it is for sure a a process, meaning you need to know part of the process is simple. You have to have a purpose. And the purpose has to be more than hair appointments, doctor visits, physical therapy, pharmacy visits. Right? If you look in your calendar, and it used to be a few years ago, you were really important. You had to be at meetings, places, and meet customers, clients, supervisors, subordinates. You were doing stuff. People needed you. Reports had to be done. Stuff had to be completed in time. All of that was important. And instead, today it's nothing, 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 nothing. Doctor visit. Nothing, nothing. Dental checkup. It's a very depressing thing when you look at the four walls around you. And for some of you called the sandwich generation, it means you're taking care of your mom and dad and maybe your children, right? Your 26-year-olds moved back in. You're, instead of picking up three roommates and saying, okay, I'm going to sleep on the floor and I better get my act together or joining the military or whatever, they live in your house and play video games until three in the morning and sleep until noon. Oh, Arif, you know, it's a phase. Well, what's the phase where my foot kicks you in the fanny. I don't know what phase that is, but that's the next phase to come because you're disrespecting the house. Right? Dad's job is not to be a slave and work his butt off for, for the family until he dies, until you can figure out life. So get two jobs, three jobs. I did. My job was to do everything I could to save up and, and build up my money, uh, my wealth. My parents did that. They said, listen, you'll have a home. You'll have a place. But you better be in school or working full-time. So I was in school and working full-time still. I may not have heard the or. I think I heard the, I thought it was and. So now listen, for me, it was three jobs because they were three part-time jobs, right? So when somebody says, oh, I don't know what you can do. Listen, this was the time before I had air conditioning in my car. This was the, right? You just go faster and roll the windows down. There's your air conditioning. There's no, it was before there was uh, uh, cell phones and I had a little, I found it recently. Take a look at your old calendar books. I hope some of you kept those, right? We saw how much that saved uh, Judge Kavanaugh, right? When Diane Feinstein and Kamala Harris tried to sabotage that poor man. If your heart didn't break when that man was reading his statement, I didn't know him and I had tears in my eyes. If your heart didn't break, if you didn't feel scummy or dirty for being a Democrat and supporting those people, I was ashamed that those two jerks were from California. Uh, right? So it's a side note, but I still, I still feel so, so yucky when I think about that. My heart just breaks for that poor man and his family. But the point is, the calendar saved his bacon, didn't it? Here's what I did. I was, you know, I can't remember the name, but I was with Jimmy and Susie and Stevie. And here's what I did. And I went here and I did this. They were shocked. Oh, my gosh. Who keeps their calendar? Well, I found mine recently, digging through an old box. And I thought, here's what I used to do. So it was work, you know, so-and-so. Work at Northridge Hospital. I used to be a security guard there in the in the evenings when I was going to school during the morning. So three to midnight, I worked security. And then in the mornings, I was in school. So work, 
NHMS is what we or NHMC we used to call it Northridge Hospital Medical Center. Today I think it's it's got a different name with dignity involved or something. But that was cool. But today, where is it? It's on your cell phone. Take a look. See how important you were when you were 18, 19, 22. Because when you retire, I don't mean every single day. You want to be in your pajamas until 1 o'clock in the afternoon, that's your business. But if every single day is like a Sunday, a sleepy, rainy Sunday afternoon, folks, I worry about your mental health. Fastest growing group filing uh, divorces, people married 30 years and older, 30 years and longer. Why? Fastest group of, of depression and suicides, the, the gr- fastest growing at, at record speeds in some cases are senior citizens. What does that mean? It means that when you retire and you're ready, because people like me, I can take care of the math. We can handle the numbers. You're good. You did it. You ran the race, right? With this gentleman from the air traffic controller, he ran the race. I told him the finish line was 490,000. You ran the race, you finished, you crossed the line, stop running. The race is over. I know your whole life you've been used to working and working overtime and saving and putting kids in college and and paying off a bill and trying to have a nice vacation. But the treadmill called money making and you did it. It's over. All I needed was 490 and we're on autopilot for the rest of your life. Maybe your number is 100,000. Maybe it's a million. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it is. So for him, I said, all you're doing is making your brokers wealthy. All you're doing is taking that 670000 putting it all on red. Now, what if six seventy became nine seventy? Ooh, almost a million. What if he made 40 50% on that money? That's amazing. Great. Is he going to fly around in private jets? Nope. Buy a Ferrari. Oh, I know that's what he's going to do. Nope. Buy a house on the lake in the middle of Tahoe or nope. He said, oh, I'll just kind of live. I mean, I'll certainly feel a little bit more comfortable if I had more money there. That'd be great. I'm, I'm happy. I said, okay, now let's flip it around. Your 670 becomes 370. You just retired. You can't go back. Even, even if you could, the age has a restriction. You want to teach flying for 15 or $25 an hour? It's a little bit different than an air traffic controller's wage because that's what a lot of them do. They go and teach, you know, if, if that's their thing. I said, so what happens? How do you feel if 670 becomes 370? Remember, the finish line was 490,000. We've now dipped below that. The clock continues to run. It cannot go faster. It cannot go slower. It doesn't matter your wealth. It doesn't matter your age. The clock still ticks at one second at a time. But tell me, what does it do to your peace of mind? So that's what our job is. It's to protect. 490, and if you said, oh, Eric, I took a, I took 180,000 and I blew it. Man, I lost it in the market and I bought pork bellies or I did, you know, I, I bought emus. A farm worth of an emu farm is what I bought, Eric. And it didn't work. They all got emu hepatitis. They all passed away. Is your life savings over? Nope. Do you still get to retire the way you planned? Yep. So that's what we do. That's part of the process. 
when you are retired, how are we going to boost those retirement savings? What if you're still, gosh, Eric, I have been saving. I've been trying. I've been working on trying to build my retirement savings, and it just isn't working. I can't get past the number, and you just said it. The clock is ticking. What can we do? Well, number one, think of it this way. My baby boomer clients, really folks that are born 1946 to 1964, right? We're in the middle of 10,000 people a day. 10,000 people a day turn 65. And that's going to happen for, what, another 10 years or so? Eight or 10 years? So as those folks are turning 65, as they're getting into retirement age, Instead of putting money into the market, putting money into their retirement accounts, their 401ks, mutual, what are they doing? They're taking money out. And even if you say, well, that doesn't matter. I receive a state government pension. A big part of the state pension system, whether it's teachers or, or uh, government workers, it doesn't matter. A big portion of those dollars are invested in the stock market. Oh, I work for the union of XYZ, Teamster, da, da. it's invested in the stock market. A big portion of those dollars are in the market. So when even my far-left union Democrat friends will say, well, you know, the market, it doesn't really matter. It matters for rich people. I said, well, do you have a, a pension? Yes. You have a union pension? Well, yeah. Where do you think they put the money? In the mattress? Of course they put it in the market. You have a better shot in the last two years of being able to retire when you're ready to retire because the market is up. So under the Obama economy, your union pension was suffering at greater, huge risk simply because the market wasn't growing, and that's a big part of your money. Today, you have a much better shot. So when my baby boomer clients are getting up there in age and ready to retire in the next few years, what are some of the things they can do to reduce the risk, increase their savings, and build their net worth? They're going to do it in a couple of ways. First of all, you may have to delay Social Security, at least for one of you. Usually, I want you to turn on Social Security for the lower of the two. So if his number is 900 a month and her number is 2,500 a month, let's wait as long as possible to turn hers on. Because as soon as one of you dies, you lose the lower of the two. So you're only going to receive the higher. So if you started taking it at 63 years old and it's just lower, then it's just going to be a lower number forever. And I want it to be as high as possible. So think about that. Social security for one of you, usually the highest, consider pushing it out until age 70, best you can. Okay. That's number one. Number two, have you thought about a second job? Second job. Now for many of you, you bought a house and you doubled it down and you transferred into another one and then you got another one and you got another one. What I want you to do is to think about this for a minute. If the big house that you have is going to keep you from retiring, you just have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Do I want to keep my house payment, my house mortgage, my property taxes the way they are and continue to work past age 65, 70, 75? Or am I willing to downsize, take some of those profits pay off my debts, save even a greater amount of my income because the income doesn't change, right? If you just change your house. But now your disposable income does. Now you take your money, you take your dollars and you set them aside 
get out of debt, build up your retirement accounts, build up uh, your, your tax-free savings through Roth IRAs and tax-favorable accounts. Right? So maybe you have to downsize your house. And third, today your kids live everywhere. You know that. I know that. Today your daughter lives in Seattle. Your son got a great job in Denver. Your youngest is still living with you, but you know he'll go wherever you go. And by the time you look at everything, you say, you know what? We do have some friends. Our good friends moved to Boise, Idaho. Our, my cousin, I have some great family in Dallas, right? So a lot of you can be mobile. You can choose to move. And if you do, what does that do to your retirement income? Cost a lot less to live between gas, health insurance. You've heard me tell my story. My health insurance is 500%. From 870 well, 400%. From $870 a month to what is it today? <laughs> $3,270 a month. Right? You understand it affects people. Right? Because it's money that just goes out the door. It's not money that comes back. My deductible went from what? Well, from 4000 to... Uh, 12000 a year. 12000 a year deductible. That means if you do the math, to stay in California, the first $50,000 per year, every year, like it or not, it's not as if it's one time, goes to pay health insurance and health-related costs. That doesn't even include stuff that isn't covered. So for a lot of you, you look at the math and you go, you know what, it's time to move. We understand. We figure it out. You got it. So consider this as an option. If you are in a position and you do the math and I say, okay, guys, hey, here's what you can come up with. You can make $6,280 a month. I'm comfortable with that. And you say, I just can't live that way. I need more money to live. No problem. Then you move, get a second job. Even consider relocating out of California. What else? When you've heard me say get a second job, here's what I've talked about. We have somebody recently doing this. They're a professor, but there's a fixed amount of income, right? Because they're adjunct. That means they're not tenured. The administrators are the ones making all the cash, by the way, just so you know. The administrators are taking money for the colleges and your student loan money. Your kids are going into debt to pay their electric bill. It's insane. I think if you saw the math, really, you would never borrow another penny. Well, my son, it's better to get him out of school at four years and start making money. No, it isn't. Have him take six years and come out with no student loan debt. Much different deal. Because what, are they going to get out of, get out of uh, school and start making a million dollars a year? Of course not. So you need to go through and look at multiple, multiple uh uh, avenues. Here's something that I think you need to look at. When you are building your wealth, have you thought about diversifying your income? Listen, maybe rental property is an option. Maybe having money in the market is an option. Certainly have money for emergencies. Now, when I say emergencies, I like to see somewhere between uh, three, seven, eight months. I like six months as a good benchmark of your expenses. Give me six months of your bills 
times, right? What are your bills per month times six months? Let's add that up and say, okay, how much is that? That's what we put in a bucket. It's called a savings account. It's called money that's set aside in your checking. It's called money that you set aside in a CD at a credit union or a bank. That is not supposed to earn a lot of interest. <laughs> Here's, the biggest mistake people make is, is they put money, they have jobs, money has jobs, has a job to do, and the money that has a job to do, you're so busy trying to mix the jobs. What do you mean, Arif? Simple. Your retirement account. Arif, I want to buy a house for my kid. I want to give Susie $50,000 as a down payment. Wrong. But Arif, I want to... Don't, because it's not 50000 With your tax bracket, $50,000 becomes, um, what, 70, 75, 80? You have to pull 80000 out of your retirement account. Give the government, state and federal, 30000 in taxes, and then you get fifty to give Susie for her down payment on her house. If you have a whole bunch of money and you want to give them, you want to pull 80000 out of your account, no problem. That's up to you. But understand that 80000 is gone. It's never able to work again. Treat your money like this. In the financial world, if your money has a job to do, you put it in the best place possible to do that job. Liquidity, access, that's a savings account. Pretty good rates of return, but not more than, you know, but I, I don't want to lock it up. That's a CD, maybe. Maybe it's a credit union money market. You might get a little bit more interest at a credit union, maybe even a lot, depending on where you bank. But do your research. And part of that research means giving us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Guys, you can always reach us anytime. That's what we're here for. And your financial, uh, I don't know, experts, <laughs> the total financial hour. Every week at this time, guys, thanks for being with me. I really appreciate it. You have any questions, you can reach out to me at 888 retire TFS Financial and Insurance Services brings you this show every week at this time. The Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Every dollar's got a job to do. Arif makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.